are back here. Uh, and it is October, and we are ready for a jam-packed October. Uh, my name is Kevin Vargo. This is the Mid Park Music On Air Podcast. I am the host founder of Mid Park Music. Uh, and yeah, like I said, we've got a jam-packed October. Uh, i got a few things to go over here for the brand uh, before we get rolling into everything uh, with Jane and the Jungle uh, and the front woman, Jordan White, who will be joining me. Uh, fantastic conversation with her coming up here in just a couple minutes. And the song that you heard there at the beginning, that was just a little snippet of Trouble by Jane and the Jungle. And of course, as we always do, we'll listen to that whole song here, Trouble by Jane and the Jungle, uh, in, in just a moment. And then uh, I'll bring it back. And we'll, uh, we'll talk just a little bit more before we listen to another one that will lead us into the full conversation. So, uh, first and foremost, uh, this is the first episode, what, in two weeks. So, uh, if you didn't get a chance to check out the last one, I definitely recommend. Uh, it was with a, a good friend of mine who I've known since high school. Uh, Amy, who is a music therapist at a, a psychiatric hospital out in California. So just a really, really, and that's the first interview I've done with, uh, with somebody who, you know, that is not directly in a band or an artist, uh, in a while. So different perspective, you know, a lot of learning opportunity for everybody and, and just really cool. So check that out if you haven't got a chance. Um, yeah, what else we got? Uh, playlists, uh, will be updated. I know we'll have at least two updated today. So again, uh, today is Tuesday, October 5th. I'm going to have two of those updated today and probably another two updated later in the week, uh, continuing to get more bands on there. I'll be honest, it's getting harder to find them, especially for the Midwest. Um, but I am continuing to search for them and, uh, and, uh, those will be updated, like I said, later today. So, um, that's cool as well. Um, and congrats to the Baylands. Uh, I got to make sure I'm saying that right. So I had reached out to them and I was like, all right, is it Baylands or is it Baylands? I think it just depends where you're from and like how you pronounce that A. Uh, but either way, uh, they are the band, uh, I believe all female, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, ladies, I, I definitely apologize if so, but I believe all female group, uh, out of California, they were the winners of the random, uh, band sticker giveaway, uh, that I had drawn, uh, over the last couple of weeks of September. Um, that was cool. That was really the first time I've ever done anything like that. So I just put all the names that entered, uh, all the band names that entered in a little wheel there online, hit the, hit the spin and, and, uh, they were the winners. So we're going to be coming up with a little plan to get them. Uh, what is it like? I forget. It's such a weird number in the thing that it offers me. It's like 94 stickers, not a hundred, but 94. Um, but yeah, excited for that. So, uh, congrats to them as well for that. Um, and then last thing to note on the brand itself, before we get rolling on to Jane in the Jungle, uh, is the October schedule. So like I said, we've got a, we've got a great schedule ahead for October. I'm so very excited. Um, yeah, so obviously today, Jane in the Jungle, uh, and Jordan specifically, uh, the front woman. And, and like I said, we'll be getting to all that here in just a minute. Uh, and then uh, this Saturday, October 9th, we're going to be having Cigar Club. And Tyler and Trevor from Cigar Club are going to be joining me on there. Uh, and they are a band out of Toronto, Canada. Really excited for that one. Uh, a week from today, going to have Jackie Popovic, the uh, front woman for the Vindies, a nine-man uh, well, how do you? I would say they're a jazz rock band, is how I would call the Vindies. Uh, really unique sound, um, and they're from Ohio, so you know that's my hometown, that's my home area. Uh, very cool as well. Um, so excited to uh, have you guys uh, hear that conversation with Jackie. Uh, and then after that, uh, on October 16th, going to have the Northern Royals. Going to have uh, two of the members there from the Northern Royals. Um, Evan and Kendra uh, will be joining me. They are uh, out of Winnipeg, all the way up in Winnipeg, in Winnipeg, uh, and in Canada, and and just a really good conversation with them. Um, you know, I, I I'm going to stop you know reiterating at this point. I think you guys get it. Every conversation I have, I truly learn something from it, and, and it genuinely makes an impact on my life. And I can say that so far with everybody I've mentioned here, and I'm going to continue to. So uh, that's the Northern Royals coming out of Canada there on October 16th, and then Levere. Uh, got three of the four bandmates there for uh, Levere, a uh, pop rock band out of Ca uh, Columbus, Ohio. That's on October 19th. Uh, and then going to have Strawberry Cough, uh, another uh, just a two-man band. Uh, both of them actually uh, should be coming in with me on October 23rd. And we'll be closing out the month with uh, a band who I think is uh, truly fucking phenomenal. Excuse my French. But uh, if you are a fan of jam bands, you know, Grateful Dead, uh, fish, anything like that, you've got to check out Moose Almighty. Moose Almighty will be joining me. Full band interview on October 26th. That's a jam band out of Seattle, Washington. Um, so that's really all to note on the brand and everything we've got uh, for Mid Park. 
let's get on to Jane in the Jungle. So, uh, like I said there at the beginning, that was Trouble uh, that we just heard a little snippet of, and we're going to hear the whole song now. So let's go ahead and listen to that whole song here. So again, that's... Uh, um, uh, stumbling over my words, Trouble uh, by Jane in the Jungle. We'll listen to the whole thing. We'll come back. Uh, we'll talk a few things, Jane in the Jungle, what they've had going on recently, uh, and then we will get into the full conversation with Jordan White. Uh, but for now, enjoy. Again, this is Trouble, and we will be back in just a couple minutes. talk about in the conversation um she's got a little bit of background and and really a passion for performance you know there's a of course obviously the music side of music but there's also you know when you talk about music videos and getting on stage and choreography and everything um there's the performance side as well and i highly encourage you to check out uh any of their music videos but uh, of course the most recent one um, which is ain't no other way you can tell 100 percent that that um, that they all, you know, have, have been together and how are choreographed well, and it's a professional setting, but you know, that Jordan specifically is, you know, especially really enjoys the performance element of music. And it's a, it's a great thing. So, um, again, that was trouble. And what we're going to listen to here now is ain't no other way. Uh, so that is the band's most recent single that was just released this past Friday. So, uh, ain't no other way by Jane in the jungle, uh, also released a uh, music video with it. As I just mentioned, that's on YouTube. It's on vivo. How do you say that? Vivo, Vevo, Vevo, Vivo. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever the hell it is. You know what I'm talking about. It's on YouTube. Um, and it's really well done again, super professionally, you know, just the, the whole production of it, the choreography, um, you know, I, the sound is, is phenomenal. I think it's already close to 10,000 views. I should also note that uh, this is Jane and Jungle is definitely the uh, and I think I actually note this in the conversation as well. 
the most well-established band that I've had on so far. Um, you know, I, I'm super thankful for, for them taking their time out and, and Jordan, obviously specifically who's coming on with me here in the, in the interview. Um, you know, they've got a lot going on, uh, you know, show last week at the Viper room in LA, uh, show this week coming up in, uh, and I think in a hometown show in, in Phoenix, um, and they were just in, in L.A., spent the whole weekend in L.A. and, and uh, did a promotional thing at Gibson Guitars, which you should definitely check out. And I think uh, Brian, their guitarist, uh, has a, uh, I think, some sort of deal with Gibson Guitars. I didn't check into that fully, but that's very cool as well. Um, so they're very well established. You know, over 20,000 followers on Instagram, lots and lots of streams on Spotify. Cannot thank uh, Jordan enough and, and Brian. And it's actually it's interesting. Uh, so you've got Jordan and then Brian and Brian, uh, but Brian, uh, the, uh, the second Brian goes by big B, uh, but, uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. Shout out to all of them. Thank them very much. Uh, and, and just continue, you know, nothing but success for them. Um, yeah, that's really it. Um, again, and I just want to shout out, you know, to them all that that's, I, uh, I mentioned in here in the conversation about, you can tell that, that, they have their shit together across the board. And I'm not talking just musically, um, you know, with social media, with communication, with marketing, everything. Um, if you are listening and you are a local band, I'm not saying this to put anybody down. I mean, by any means, everybody's at different stretches of their career. You're, you, people know different things. And, and that's that. I'm just simply sell, telling you from what I know, and what I see as an outsider looking in, um, you, you should definitely model what Jane in the Jungle has going on here. Um, and, and I think you're, you're going to have a recipe for success, but, um, that's, you know, we'll, we'll get into all that here in the conversation. I don't want to keep, uh, yapping on and on and on. Um, let's go ahead and listen to ain't no other way. So again, this is a brand new single from the band. Uh, we're going to listen to the whole song here that will lead us into, uh, right into the conversation with Jordan. And then as usual, I will uh, bring everything back at the end of the conversation just to wrap up for a couple minutes, but please enjoy again. I, I highly encourage you to pay uh, close attention here to what Jordan's got going on in, in her conversation and her knowledge and, um, you know, she's, she's been around for a while in the scene and, and understanding, you know, the, the different elements of everything it takes to be a successful band. And again, this is, it's not just her, it's the whole band. I just, you know, keep noting her obviously, cause that's who I'm, I'm having the interview with, but, uh, Jane in the jungle as a band as a whole, you know, they, they've really, really, I'm impressed and, and just rooting for them. Nothing but success, uh, out there at a, at a Phoenix, Arizona. So, uh, like I said, here, let's listen to the whole song. Ain't no other way. Brand new single here. We're going to then that will lead us into the conversation with Jordan white from dream. <laughs>
right, here we are with Jordan, not Jane, but Jordan, uh, of Jane in the Jungle, coming out of Phoenix, Arizona, uh, also uh, with, with some ties to Chicago as well, which is cool. I didn't know that before we before we met here. Um, and it's just Jordan here with us, but we've also got Brian and Brian, who is, what well, I think you said Big B, uh, is the other members of the band as well. But Jordan, welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's funny that you said uh, Jordan and not Jane, because there's some people that are really upset that no one is named Jane in our band. And I said, well, Jane is actually in my name. So yeah, it actually, the name Jane is spelled out in my name, uh, Jordan White, which is interesting. And we wrote a song about why uh, Jane came to be. Yeah, very interesting. Well, I would, I would love to know that. Uh, yeah, I... I, it's almost slipped in my head a few times, like I'm interviewing Jane later, but especially with so Jane. People too. call me that all the time, and I think that that's kind of why Jane stuck, is yeah. because I'm like a plain Jane. You know, I'm kind of quiet and low, um, softly spoken, but on stage, you know, I have this belt and very not what you expect. And yeah. so that's why the name kind of fit perfectly, we thought. Yeah, very much. Love it. Well, let's start here. Uh, so you are, without a doubt, so far, the most successful artist I have had on here yet uh, in terms of numbers, uh, both on Spotify streams, uh, Instagram followers. And, and I know we were talking before the recording, and, and the number itself isn't really what is important, but just kind of the overall, you know, understanding the social media understanding your 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 listeners obviously you're in a you're in a good place i think for especially a growing local band how do you feel about all that oh thank you so much for saying all that uh it's interesting and i think i have to credit my age to be completely honest and we started the band in 2013 <laughs> as a different name it was a garage rock band but meaning yep. i started the social media back then and if you remember anything about social media in 2013, you know, your content was seen a lot more. And we got a lot more engagement those years. Yeah. And nowadays, it's really tough. If I were starting out today, oh, my gosh, or bands, you know, a couple of years ago, it's tough. Yeah. But I think we really grew a lot of those numbers back in the day, to be completely honest with you. And I'm just so thankful that on Spotify, we were just talking about it, how we've... Um, had so much love from playlisters like yourself and each spin really does matter with the algorithm and so i think currently we've been very lucky to be on you know editorial playlists and just getting love from you know fans spinning it which is really helpful and then the social media kind of trickles down from there yeah it's all very interesting stuff um it's a mind game <laughs> really you know as we talked about there's good to social media bad to social media but it is unfortunately necessary i think and you just um, can't get wrapped up in it you know yeah. and let it cause a bad day because one post got you know this many likes and this one got this many likes yep. you just have to keep it about your art and move on to the next thing you know don't get wrapped up in it and artists i tell people all the time we're artists we're not influencers and so don't confuse the two that is, uh, yeah, we, I should get that on a T-shirt. That's great. <laughs> um, so speaking of the music and everything, of course, you've got those numbers, which I'll touch on. You have three songs on Spotify with over 300,000 followers. I think one's at like 298,000, but we're going to round up for the, for the sake of it. This is going to be there soon. Uh, and then all of them, all of the, the recommended songs, the five on there, or your top five, have 100,000 at least. Um, what's your favorite song to play live? Oh, this one's a tough one because we've actually never played any of those songs that have the top listener or list streams. We've yeah. never played those to the li live audience before. Really? I guess we yeah, because um, we released those in 2020. Oh. Yeah. So. Oh, so weird! Because I don't even know. Like it's so bizarre. Right. Because I've never gotten that reaction back. I, Concrete Jungle, it's always been one of my favorite songs to perform live. And it's a yep. sleeper 
on streaming. It just doesn't get much love on, you know, when you stream it. But live, like, oh my gosh, it's so interesting because you hear Concrete Jungle and it's kind of, it's a very slow burn. And yep. people go to the bar. They're like, oh, okay, great. Finally, um, I can get, you know, catch a break. Let me get a drink. So they think it's a really good song to do that. And then the middle way, halfway through the song, it kind of turns and it goes really wild. And people always turn and they're like, did she just do, is that really happening? And then they kind of just, they all kind of creep back to the stage. And it's so funny every time it's done that. People now, of course, our fans know Concrete Jungle, but I always sure. love playing that one live. And I really like playing Tonight Live too. And yeah. both of those are very emotional songs that um that you can only really feel that emotion when it's live oh absolutely well we'll talk about that uh, i'm all about that um speaking of the dates and everything you know and, and playing live as you say that so you released concrete jungle which is your full album i think it was 11 songs uh if i counted correctly um september 13th actually so i'm not sure quite when we'll get the episode out but we're, we're recording today Pretty dang close to that date. So just over two years ago, uh, what's that? Three months before, four months before the world started to to change. Um, so weird. Yeah. 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 What I guess you kind of just touched on it, you know, and you haven't really played any of it live. But what has that album been like in riding that wave over the last two years? Well, it's really funny that you asked that because the minute I felt like we released that, we were on to the next thing, to be quite frank with you. We started working on that project, I think, in 2017. We started recording it, and it started out as, and it could be 18. I don't have my date. It's been so long, and it's so odd, but we were out in Santa Monica at 4th Street recording just as a bonding, fun experience. And we, we write a lot of songs. We always have. And we thought it would just be fun to record a couple songs. And so we did do that and we had a blast. And then when we were really thinking about it, we we're like, well, crap. I think we have a lot more songs we need to record now if we're really going to package this up as an album, which we thought that we had. Yeah. And so we ended up going to Chicago, actually. And we recorded at uh, Gravity, if you know Gravity Studio in Wicker Park. And it's where Smashing Pumpkins did a lot of their demo work. And they actually wrote um, the the Bullet song. The I can't think of the title. People are going to hate me for it. The I'm just a rat in a cage. That one. I'm but we had history there, and we're big fans of Smashing Pumpkins, even though I don't know, I forgot the title of it. Bullet with butterfly wings. Yeah, and I always can't remember it because it doesn't. I, it probably has that in the song, but it just is not what I expect the title to be. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know a ton of. Uh, I mean, I know 1979, Tonight Tonight, uh, their main hits, but I haven't got a ton to the Smashing Pumpkins. That's neither here nor there. This isn't about them. This is about Jane and the Jungle. Um, yeah, Billy, if you're listening right now, I'm, I apologize. <laughs> amazing. I bow down to you. Um, but yes, so um, we were playing Concrete Jungle out for many, many years before that got released. And then when it got released, our distribution got messed up, which is okay, but it did. And we didn't really have any distribution for that other than um really try to hit the pavement hard and email you know playlisters and try to get love and that's when i bring up you know that we're so thankful for people like yourselves is because that's really um the best thing that came out of that record was you know streaming it and then we did uh, make a couple music videos for that record that did semi well and then we were on in January 2020, we were in Detroit with Chuck Alcasian uh, making Animal. And at the time, it was during the Australian fires. And that's what Animal was inspired by. And by the time we put it out, it was very silly to even bring up the fires because we were thick into the pandemic at that time with the lockdowns. And it was a very weird time to put out music. 
but um, we just kept at it and just focused on it. And I think people were really wanting these at that time. So I think it worked out. Yeah. Oh, I, I think as you read, uh, you know, I've had this conversation with everybody. As you look back, there were some positives that did come out of, you know, what happened with the pandemic and having to kind of pivot like you never had before. Um, but it was tough uh, and it still is tough. Um, what, and kind of speaking of still being tough, and, and I don't know what the situation is there, kind of a two part question. What is the music scene like in Phoenix, Arizona? Uh, and what is your current situation with playing live shows? I would say Phoenix is a very good city to be abandoned. Um, it's, I would, it's very supportive, but also, not only is it very supportive, it's very competitive. And so I think to our benefit and any other band from Phoenix's benefit is we all know how hard it takes to work yep. to be a local band. And they're hard on us. Our venues here are hard on us, but I appreciate that because it gives us a thick skin. And there's a lot of us out there, but it inspires all of us uh, to do better. Yep. Yeah. What uh, What is your current situation? Because I know you said you haven't had a chance to play live the Concrete Jungle album a whole lot. So are you... So we played Concrete Jungle a lot, I would say. The thing that we haven't played live... The, the, the songs that are, that are on the streaming right now. I think our Animal... Yep. Trouble and Lucky Seven. So those ones are going to be a part of our EP that we're going to be putting out next year. And we're releasing a single called Ain't No Other Way on October 1st. That will be a part of that EP. And then we have one other song that we'll release uh, with the EP. Nice. That EP we have not performed live to anybody yet, even though it's out. You know, yep. Animal, we put out in 2020. Got and it. But it will be playing to a live audience for the first time at the Viper Room on September 30th. Nice. Nice. That's which is. I know that's kind of confusing, but. No, no, I get it. I get it. So October 1st, that's very soon. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, and you said you're going to have a music video with that. Is that right? We are. So Jim Laveau is my good friend here. He's based out of Phoenix, too. He recently did the Jerry Cantrell music video for a tone that came out and um, working with Kat Von D. And so he pivoted during the pandemic. He's a rock photographer, a very well-known and excellent rock photographer. He pivoted to do uh, music videos as well. And so um, he asked us if we want to do some music videos with them, and we did. Nice. And yeah, our last music video that we did got picked up on MTV's uh, Spanking New, which was really awesome on Pluto TV. So that was one of that was that's probably the biggest thing that we've had as a band to date. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, you guys, because I you know I just because uh, I just took a screen grab from your Instagram on a, on a picture, so I was going through all your photos. Uh, you guys were very very good. I don't know who did them. I don't know if it was that guy or what. Yeah, a lot of Jim that does yeah. our photos. Yeah, they're very, very beautiful. Very good work. Um, well, that's cool. Very soon then. Okay, so um, I'm always curious. Well, let's ah, let, let, let's let's take the lighter one of, of a meaning first. Where does Jane in the Jungle come from? So I think I touched a bit on that, but it was actually given. Uh, at the time, we were uh, Skybrook, and we had many musicians coming and going and started out as a garage rock band. But in 2015, you know, we, we just felt like we had a different identity, and people kept coming up to me, and they'd always say, oh, you're like a walking oxymoron. We expect you to be so quiet and shy, and you look so sweet. But then on stage, you become this character, almost like this Jane in the jungle. And I kind of got that a few times. And at first, it was kind of funny, but then I'm like, you know what? I think that makes a great band name. And at that time in 2015, it's kind of um, cheesy, but like Cage the Elephant, Arctic Monkeys, 
there was these band names I'm like, you know what? It fit right in, you know, with the time. Jane in the Jungle seemed to fit. And I really like Jane's Addiction. And I'm like, you know what? This name is fun. When you hear Jane in the Jungle, you know what you're going to get. You know, some crazy girl that's going to be belting on stage. It's fun. Our merch is fun. And that's something that we just really wanted to, the music to be about. You know, it's emotional, but it's fun. And so that's how the name came to be and stuck around. And Jane is in my name. Um, which is interesting there, but yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, I always got to touch on that. Um, so what's the movie? Is it George in the Jungle? George? I think it's just Tarzan. <laughs> Something like that. Um, so. Well, oh, yeah, I'm, I think there is a George of the Jungle as well. I have no idea. I, have, I don't uh, think there was ever a Jane in the Jungle because I remember Googling it and I'm like, we can't be Jane in the Jungle. And I Googled it and I'm like, other than like some romance book, there was nothing on Jane in the Jungle. And surprise. we spelled it with an N and we're the only ones. And I'm like, yeah. okay, this is a great name. There you go. Perfect. Uh, on a little deeper tone. Um, and going back, I guess sometime however farther you'd like to go um where does the idea of people thinking you're going to be very shy but then you get up on stage and and you're not very shy where does that come from it came from uh ever you know just growing up i am and i've always been an observer and i started off um, really quiet and shy um, in school and public speaking and singing to a live audience was like my biggest fear. Like I wanted to do it so bad, but I would get the worst stage fright. And um, in elementary school, I would turn like beet red and start shaking and nothing would come out. And it was so embarrassing. And it took me many, 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 many years to get over that. But I just, I think in general, in real life, I just have kind of this, I wouldn't say this like calming personality, but I am kind of just like more mellow. And I think I get a lot of my angst and voice from being told, you know, many, many years, even in college, I graduated at the BFA in musical theater. You know, I was told that, you know, I was wasting my money and theater wasn't for me and that, you know, I'd never make it and I was, um, you know, never put into the shows that I wanted. And I had to work extremely hard. But I think it paid off. And I was able to find that voice, that angst. And, yeah, everything happens for a reason. So you just have to follow the path that's kind of laid out in front of you. Absolutely. What was, what was your goal uh, with the music? You said it was music theater. Yeah, so I graduated with a musical theater degree, and I just love, like, the theatrics, and putting on a show is just the thing that I love the most, and yeah. I thought getting a musical theater degree was my path to do that, and when I was told in school, uh, the principal, I went to a school that we only had 25 students in, like, the class every year, so it was a very tiny school called the American Musical and Dramatic Academy, and we were getting pig program for the BFA we were one did of the you, first. Did you grow up in Phoenix? Grew up in Phoenix. I went to AMDA in LA and New York. Got it. And so the principal pulled me aside and said, Jordan, uh, you will never make it in musical theater. We're giving you an option to quit and save your money, or you can be in writing classes. So, of course, it's devastating. And I chose to be in the writing classes. And in the writing class, we have this spoken word class where you have to rap and so it was a class that was from I think I think it was like nine to midnight like it was the weirdest time we had such a weird schedule at school because we really went to school like all day and so we would do these this rap class where we would write spoken word and then we would even go to spit houses in Hollywood and spit your stuff which I could not do and the teacher said, you know, Jordan, why don't you try to get a guitar and just sing your poetry? Because this is so embarrassing for you. you. You can't do it. And so I did. And I took guitar lessons from the sh shred mistress in West Hollywood. 
and within a month I was doing open mics and I loved it. First time playing guitar? First time playing guitar and I don't play guitar well I will say but I can do chords and it gets me it can I can get through a song type thing and so I was singer songwriter wanted to move to Nashville and stumbled upon rock music and that was when it clicked for me because rock music hello you know theatrics putting on a show being this character it is funny because it all just clicked yep so how old were you when you started that when you played guitar when when this was going on um 20 2021 yeah i i ask because it's just great it's great uh influence for those listening who might uh might have never picked up the guitar yet. I mean, and I actually just started relearning because uh, there was a time when I was started Jane in the Jungle. Like I said, I'm not very good, so I stopped playing because you know Brian is the guitar player and he's a lot better than me. Yep. But we actually um, are working with Gibson, and we'll be giving away a custom Jane in the Jungle guitar that we'll be um, announcing that and posting about that soon. Well, that's fucking so I was really cool that you know Gibson yeah. uh, saw you know something in me of being like, hey, you know I'm female, I like guitar. Gibson is my favorite brand, and I'm I'm gonna learn to you know I'm learning to play again. Yeah. And I, there's something to be said about that of hey, you don't have to be the best, but um, it's just special and it's really cool that I I just love that we're able to work with them. And so we'll be doing some fun stuff with them. That is very cool. Yes, uh, I would say. I'm sure you're better at guitar than you're giving yourself credit for, as every artist is with, like, everything. Well, I'm definitely practicing. It's what it, it's all about, you know, practicing. You're right. never perfect the first time. Right. Um, now, you mentioned Brian. Uh, so was that – so who plays what? So Brian Dellis, or Brian Tuffy, you might see him on social media as, he's the lead guitar player. So okay. he plays guitar, Big B is on the bass. Got it. Big B is the one with the gigantic beard. Yes. And he's, he's a gigantic he's, dude, apparently. Yeah, I think he was 6'7". That's pretty big. Pretty big. Um, cool. Got it. So are, do you feel... Do you do what you do because you're good at it? Or do you do what you do because it's just been, it's been bred within you and, and, and like you said, it clicked and like you've always had that artistic musical thing or is it a mix of both? It's really weird because I've always had this like painful kind of razor focused feeling that I had to do it. And it's really hard to explain, but it's almost like a painful feeling. Like, it's kind of, like, upsetting almost. But it's like, oh, there is no other, like, I have to do this. And what I inspires me is just hoping that I can inspire other people with my art. And, you know, um, impact somebody's day or anything like that is why I do it. 100%. Uh, yeah, I'm, I can relate. Um, yeah, that's it's good to hear. I don't. I mean, I don't think there's any right or wrong reason. I always try to reiterate that. Um, you know, everybody does what they do for whatever reason. Um, well, I guess there, there can be some wrong reasons, <laughs> but for the most part, you know, some people are just good at guitar, and that's how they, you know, that's how they make a living. Others have, you know, the moment they were they were old enough to to sing they knew that they were going to sing forever um so i'm always curious where that comes from um who are some of your musical influences you know and in, in, i guess bigger name bands and you touched on smashing pumpkins i don't know if that's one um but where do you kind of get your influence from i'm from influence from the yeah. hardest question anyone ever asked me and maybe it kind of uh combines into your previous question of why do you do what you do but there is no one influence for me or trying to be like somebody like I don't think I am the best I don't think I'm perfect but I like doing it and um and being messy and I like the imperfections 
of people's voices and the rawness and people going for a note, which I don't see many female artists doing. I would say Brandy Carlisle did inspire me to just be raw and real and like uh, go for those cracks in your voice. Even if you can't hit the note, like sometimes it sounds good when you, you don't hit the note. But of course, you know, I grew up, you know, with Pat Benatar and just things in my ear like Queen that, of course, I'm sure inspired me. But there has not been, you know, one band that um, is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Do you ever check out Florence and the Machine? Oh, I love Florence and the Machine. No, yeah. she's great. I've seen her live a couple times. Same. Yeah, Florence, tattoo on my finger. Oh. Uh, very big influence, you know, talking about kind of always having that just like I have to do it. I've always felt that way um, with writing and poetry and stuff. Um, and, and Florence has been a big influence there for me. So I get it totally. Um, yeah, wow. So let's go back to the music. Um, you know, you said you've got your, your new single and the music video coming out and you've got the EP, which I, I did not know. You think you just mentioned a little bit ago. That's coming out in next year. Sometime next year, and it will be Animal, Trouble, Ain't No Other Way, which is coming out soon. And then we have Ocean Creatures, and that will be maybe the title track. I'm not quite sure, but that will be coming out, and it, we'll just digitally put that out there because we haven't done that yet. And and then we hope to be in the studio soon and you know record new music. Yeah, very cool. Um, what... Because I know, I think there were two songs earlier that you said were very emotional to you, um, but maybe they all are. I don't know. Do you, you you write all you write all the songs? Yeah, yeah. Every song is kind of written differently, but lately, or what usually kind of happens is the guys noodle around or have an idea, or we kind of create it together, and I just quickly write it then and there at band practice, and just. Um, let it come out without judging it. I think that's important not to judge yourself and just let it happen. And that's usually how we write music. And usually it takes about 30 minutes. And yeah. if it's much longer than that, honestly, it's just usually they're not as good when you have to overthink. And it's not every day that that happens. But every now and then you're like, oh, yes, it just flowed right on out. And that's the most awesome thing when that happens. Yeah. What's your, you kind of just went into detail about it a little bit, but I guess whole process wise, how do you guys bring a song together? Uh, who tracks what? Do you have a producer? Do you have a team? What? So last time when we were out with Chuck, we went back almost a year after the 2020. So in January of 21, we were there. And this past time we brought in songs that were half done. Because like we're just, I love the magic when you do something for the first time and it's recorded. Where you don't play it so much and you're in the studio and it's like, oh, I've done this a thousand times. You can hear that on the recording that you've done it a thousand times. I like to hit a note or whatever for the first time on the recording. I love that. And you can never get that back when you do something like that. And so lately we've been really trying to write that way and write in the studio, it clicks it and you just do your gut what's there. This time around, when we go to the studio next, I'm not sure what we'll do. They might be a little bit more planned out, but I have been liking where you have basic idea and you kind of know in your head what you want to say, what, where you want to go. You keep that in and then when you're in the studio, you just uh, word vomit it out. Interesting. What uh? Where do you go? Like, where does your head go right away when you are trying to write a song? What are so, your typical influences? So I kind of just sit with it, and you know, I close my eyes, and then it's the visual that gets me first, and then I paint a picture of what the melody and the imagery of what I'm seeing, and then that's how I base the lyrics from. That's cool. That you should uh, you should paint a picture one time 
when you're when you're when you're going through that in your head. Uh, I'm a terrible drawer and painter. Terrible. Uh, it is hard. I, I have never been able to draw or paint or color or anything very well. Um, but I would love to see what comes out of it. But that's very interesting. I mean, that's that's a. I think that's something that only certain people have is that kind of. You almost see the sound. Yes. Um, yep. And you have to take yourself there. And it's a weird feeling that honestly, probably a lot of musicians that's why they take drugs and i'm fortunate i don't have to do that <laughs> but i would say it's this meditation and you have to zone out and you have to really feel the vibe of it yeah that is <laughs> i i would say you're probably right on that uh probably why drugs are involved in a lot especially with <laughs> rock and you know oh i hear some crazy stories when i'm recording i love hearing the stories of how like the people were just doing drugs off of like, oh gosh, like these expensive boards and messing them up and just being so sloppy. But every time I hear a story, they're all spending so much money. And a lot of times they have to come back and retrack it because they can't sing. Uh, I can only imagine, uh, what was it? It was an interview with Stevie Nicks had had, but basically saying what what you just said and, and that they did so many drugs in the studio I and mean, they just it's it's remarkable they came out with what they did um you know and they were cooked half the time was more than half the time um but yeah that's a whole nother topic um any specific shout outs you want to give to anybody Ooh, a shout out well thank you to our really hardcore fans you guys know who you are we know who you are thank you so much uh without your spins and likes and streaming and support you know we wouldn't be where we are today and are there jungle groupies yeah we got a few jungle groupies i would say nice. and they're all over i mean they're sprinkled around we even have one in russia that made us oh my gosh these russian dolls that uh, of each of us and she did such a good job of making them look like identical to us and that was the sweetest gift that we've ever received it was so kind handmade that is very interesting um but yeah and then also just thanks to our team we started working with a new team this year yeah and this release is so special coming up because it's the first time we're working with this team and uh, I don't know what is going to happen, but it just feels right. And um, I'm really thankful for that. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the team. Shout out to the, to the fans. To the, she made dolls of you guys? Russian yeah, dolls? Yeah, I can even show you a photo. Yeah. I think you've even posted on uh, Instagram. But yeah, dolls of us. That's cool. Um, which be kind of uh, on that same line. What is the favorite venue you have ever played? Oh man. Okay. Well, the Viper Room is one of my favorite venues. Okay. Do you have a local that you frequent? Crescent Ballroom. If you have ever heard of that, I really like Crescent Ballroom. It's just a cool venue, and oh my gosh, they have like the best Tex-Mex food. Yeah. And margaritas, like they make them squeeze. So good. And intimate venue again. Um, that's probably my favorite. Is there any specific um, city outside of your own? Of course, in Phoenix, got to give, give the love to your own that, uh, that you love to go to, to, to play. Well, I love playing in L.A. And back to the influences. I, I know I kind of uh, didn't cover that 100%. But I'm very inspired by the Sunset Strip sound and the rock and the history yeah. that the Sunset Strip has. And I just love like going to the Viper Room, Whiskey A Go-Go, the Rainbow Room. Oh, and you just, as an audience, you just feel so cool. And you're just, it's just a feeling that um, is kind of priceless and timeless as well, because I don't know how much longer those venues will be around. And knock on wood, I hope for a very long time, but they're still there and it's still cool to support, you know, those venues. Absolutely. Um, 
what, which I know, I mean, we, this kind of encompasses everything you've already said, but what are your, what are your goals? I mean, where, how far is the jungle going? I'm so well, corny. I, I always got to say some, you know, some corny shit like that. Oh, no, 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 you're good. No, I definitely like keep write, writing deeper music and, um, yeah, just, just keeping emotional and trying to connect with people in ways that maybe some songs don't talk about or do. And as a female artist, I want to represent, like I said, the imperfections, um, a rock sound that is not out there. We're, we're not super hard rock. We're not alt rock. We're somewhere in the middle. And I really hope that I can oh, really? help lead the way there. It's really tough to be in that middle spot, but I hope I can, you know, help lead the way for other female artists or even male artists and um, keep rock music alive and rock music cool and vibey and swaggy is definitely a goal. And I would love to travel and perform, you know, to all people I can and inspire people. And that is my main goal. Amen. Uh, amen to that. Um, I think it's right along the lines with what uh, what mine would be if I was uh, in your in your shoes. I think most artists, you know, have similar similar ideas. Um, everybody wants to get to that point where they don't have to go to work uh, outside of their music. I don't know what situation you're in or not, but um, you know, playing different cities and all that is. Ah, it's, I think you're close. Um, I mean, I don't know, like I said, what your situation is, but if you're not, you're, you're definitely well on your way. Uh, that's for sure. Well, thank you so much. No, I'm very lucky. Like you see here, I am in the office and I work with my dad, you know, our family business with real estate here, we work with land and farms and stuff. Nice. And I'm so thankful that I can work with my family and, and it supports the music. And so that's what I do. And, and I do hope that, you know, the music can be more successful where I don't have to be in the office all the time. But, um, but yeah, no, it's hard. You just have to keep at it and focus on what you need to focus on. Yep. And uh, don't let people and toxic people bring you down. You really have to cut that those cords and focus on your goals. And I think that's really the thing that will help streamline you forward. That is a, it's a perfect way to segue into this question I was about to ask because you touched on it and I, I should have brought it up earlier. One of the playlists that you're on for the mid-part playlists is uh, the women who rock. And you just touched on, you know, influencing male artists as well, female artists. Um, I, a two-part question, I guess. Have you, have you felt that there's been an influence that you have made a mark, um, you know, as a woman in the industry? already and two have you felt that there have been toxic people that have tried to cut you down because you are a woman or has it been the opposite have you found more success because you have been a female and it's different and it's more there aren't as many rock bands with female vocalists yeah that is an interesting question so i actually feel like i've stood out being a female vocalist and I was never a rock artist. I didn't think I was, I was just doing my own thing. And then after a couple of years or especially this past year, people are like, Oh wow, you're a really cool rock artist, a female artist right now that we're not seeing. And I really love that. I'm like, wow, you know, you're right. Like I thought we were maybe just alternative um, band. But I just love, you know, the whole, um, they're putting me in this rock category, which personally I was probably insecure about because I didn't think that I owned up to the rock genre. I mean, it, it rock, it's kind of scary. You know, you got to have some balls to be in the rock category. That's but true. they were opening the door for me. And yeah, I was like, you know what? We're going to go with it. And so we haven't looked back and they're very supportive there. And... And not everyone likes you or loves you, and that's okay. You just have to hold on to the ones that do. And maybe it's only a handful, like I said, of real supporters like yourself. And you just got to hold on to those people and really thank them and appreciate the little wins that you do get. I'm sure you can look back, what, this is 2021, end of 2021, which is crazy already. 
Um, you said you started in 2013. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Eight years. You know, I can look. I mean, this is. I've had this going on for a year and a half, uh, and I look back at the year and a half and just you know, while there's it's while there's been a lot of it that sucked. The growth, you know, even in that time, I, I am just I'm very thankful for. Um, it's made more sense over that time. So I can only imagine in eight years, um, you know, you've got twenty two thousand. You're verified. You got the you got the blue check mark. That's a big thing. Uh, yeah, you got twenty two thousand followers on Instagram. You know, you've got a dedicated following. Um, you till you touch on it, it's little by little. Um, and I think, yeah, you're well on your way. Um, anything else at all? Anything that, that we need to make sure we hit on? I guess I didn't really touch on the toxic people, but I guess that's self-explanatory, you know, and I guess that's sometimes it's people that don't want to see you successful or they don't get it. And you just, like I said, you just have to thank them and be nice and thank them. No, seriously, I do. I, I, know, I really I know. want to hear everybody out. Yep. And then you just got to use it and use it. Put it in your art. You know, if it makes you sad, it makes you mad, put it in your stuff. And that's my advice to anyone listening that, you know, people say, oh, you're not good enough. You can't do this. You know, make your own way with it. And, um, yeah. and yeah, know that it always gets better and hard work pays off. And it's not an overnight thing. Success yep. is never that way. And if it is, yeah, who knows how long it will last. But if you're building something that is going to be strong, it's it's going to take many, many years or a lot, a lot of hard work. This, uh, I mean, this is the greatest compliment in the world, yes. Um, I can tell that you and Brian and Big B, not just by looking at them, you're not in your... Uh, younger 20s that's for sure you've had time to understand all of the things that you just said um i'm 29 i'm just getting to that point i think within the last year or two you know where you really say thank you to the people who want to cut you down i'm still struggling with that um you know you you try to take one thing at a time uh, the biggest thing that you said there that, I mean, is just the truest thing ever is it doesn't happen overnight. Um, I mean, it very rarely, you know, you, once in a million, you might strike gold. But outside of that, it is a, a dog fight uh, to get to where you want to be. Um, so I just say all that ultimately to echo everything you're saying. I mean, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, I think, you know, I said it a few times, you guys are well on your way there. Um, I play three songs throughout the podcast. So on the, on, the, on the way out here, what song would you like uh, everybody to hear of yours on the way out? Oh, wow. Putting you on the spot. This is like asking to pick a favorite child. Right? You don't have to if you don't want to. I can pick. Well, I would say Animal or Trouble, but depending on when this comes out, you know, the Ray does come out on October 1st. Oh, so that yeah. might be one. There we go. There we go. Well, we'll keep that in mind uh, as well. But you pick. You you go for it. Yeah, whichever one we end up with. You did just name three songs, so we got three on the whole thing. Maybe maybe we'll do that. But um, Jordan, it was very very great talking with you. Um, like I said, is there anything else? Anything else you want to touch on? Well, thank you so much for having yeah. me, and I really do appreciate all your support and what you're doing for all the other artists. That's amazing, and thank you everybody else that does that as well. Yeah. And it's huge. And then just a little uh, note of that, um, you know, it's okay that you, you know, you're always still on the journey to finding yourself. You don't have to have the answers. We don't surely, but that's what keeps it fun and interesting, you know? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, and, and understanding that you don't have to have all the answers. That's, uh, that's something that takes a bit to get to as well, but you're right. Um, yeah, I am, yeah. um, turning 32 in December. And I'm actually born the same time, two minutes before Taylor Swift. Oh, so is that December 13th? Yep. <laughs> Everybody knows Taylor's 13. I love Taylor Swift. I don't know how you feel about her. Um, but like I said, this isn't about her. Um, well, we're birthday mates, so I can't hate her too much. 
Yeah, just too much. Um, no, and I really don't. I wouldn't say I'm a hardcore Swifty, but I appreciate her art. Yeah, yeah, she's got some very uh, deep songs that people wouldn't expect her to have. Um, I, you know, I was in Nashville for three years, so obviously I got very familiar with the country scene and whatnot. Um, but yeah, um, this is about Jane in the Jungle and, and Jordan and Brian and Big B. Appreciate you very much. I got your back. Do anything I can to help you. Um, like I said, I don't know exactly when this will be out, but got the new single out there on October 1st. Um, appreciate you guys. Can't wait to, can't wait. if you're ever in Chicago, please let me know. Oh, for sure. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Of course. Absolutely. What a uh, knowledgeable person. I mean, that's, I, I think, just the first thing that comes to my mind when I, you know, hear it again and, and, when I see Jordan, you know, she's very active on social media, on Jane in the Jungle social media, always on their story, promoting stuff. Just very knowledgeable about a lot of things. I think, you know, as we talked about there at the end, um, that comes with age. And I mean that in the greatest compliment ever. You know, you talk about a woman's age and it gets, uh, it gets very sensitive. But of course, I mean that in the greatest way. And, and um, you know, as you as you mature and you you know, you go through things and you fail and you succeed and you fail again and you succeed again and you see different ways to do things and how to go about, um, you know, you, you end up getting to a place where you can have a well-oiled machine. I think I've used that term a few times, but, you know, well-oiled machine uh, in, you know, everything that you're doing. It's not even just with a band with music. If you're listening and you're not in music, what they've got going on, you know, professionally and, and just the way, you know, their tenacity and, and um continued passion to just put out you know music and art that is true to themselves um you should follow that model for everything in life again not just music um i i don't want to keep harping on and on you know how i get uh, i can i can really get on a tangent and, and get real corny and, and sentimental and everything but you know as i as i said at the beginning i really appreciate uh, jane and jungle and jordan here for taking their time and and uh, you know i'm i'm just a, a wee little platform here trying to continue to grow so for them to to give me some some you know some time and uh as much like interaction and support too you know i've had a uh, some times where i've like met with bands and it's kind of like the, it feels like they they just have done so because I asked, um, which is okay. I appreciate it. But, you know, it really feels like the interactions with Jane in the jungle have been very, very genuine. So I can't appreciate that enough, you know, really can't appreciate that enough and, and everything they've got going on with a number of these local bands and, and just really excited for everything that's going on here with mid park. And, and, uh, especially as it pertains to this episode with Jane in the jungle. So that is that everybody, uh, we are going to listen to animal here on the way out, uh, the third song here. And as you talk, as you heard uh, us talking about there, so we probably gave it away already, but, uh, this is going to be animal by Jane in the jungle. Listen to the whole song here. Enjoy it. Third track, uh, from Jane in the jungle here on the podcast episode. Uh, and this Saturday coming up again, we're going to have cigar club coming out of Toronto, Canada area. Um, really appreciate everybody for tuning in. If you got any questions, if you've got anything at all, of course, the links will be in the pie in the podcast description there. Everything will be on midpark.com. Reach out. You know how to do that. It's 2021. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Midpark Music on Air Podcast. Season Fox on a broken string. Play the music, let us hear you sing. Round them up, racing towards the dust Tobacco breath, pound your chest Count to ten before we do it again Oh
will cries Did you get what you wanted? The witness of your deception